0: This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 116, Emotional Self-Connection with Molly Claire. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become Unstoppable Body and Mind. Hello. Welcome. We have a special guest today. This is Molly Claire, and she has agreed to be on my podcast. I was recently recording with her and some of the things she said really connected with me and with this work. And I think that you'll find her perspective helpful. And um, so welcome, Molly. I'll just get to it. Welcome. Thank
1: (laughs) you. I'm so excited to be here and talk about this important work of of really uh, improving our well-being, right? It's a big deal. Yes. Huh.
0: yes, yes. And Molly, you specifically work with, why don't you speak a little too? Yeah.
1: Like,
0: yeah, you're Yeah,
1: so um, I'm a master life and business coach. Um, I actually started my coaching business focusing on helping women navigating through the challenges of motherhood and and i did that work and i i wrote a book really focused on helping women through that and then as i continued to build i actually started helping other coaches to be able to build those meaningful businesses where they're impacting people's lives and so um at this point what i focus on is it's twofold one is continuing to help coaches especially in in my masterful coach foundations program i help coaches really build those foundational pieces of their business. And I know that's kind of vague, but it right it it's a lot of the emotion stuff that we'll talk about today. It's uh-huh. the strategy, it's the mindset, it's all of that. Uh-huh. Um so that's one one piece of my business and the other piece of my business is an advanced certification for coaches that work specifically with motherhood and family life and mm-hmm. honestly it's like that is, that is kind of the topical focus. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned to you within that program, the foundation of that work that I do with those coaches is a lot of emotional self-connection work. Yeah. And so, so those are the two things I do. And I'm just really passionate about empowering women and helping them to be stronger personally.
0: Mm-hmm. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Molly, could you tell me a little bit more what you mean about emotional self-connection? I think that's what really yes. caught my eye or my ear when we were talking. And I think we're using very similar principles, maybe with some different vocabulary when you talk I think about so. the focus on emotions. I think you're also talking about you know, the focus on the nervous system, which involves emotional
1: states. Yeah, definitely. So I... Um kind of going back because I know your listeners are there's there's a broad range of circumstances of all of you listening right but you're all here because you want better well-being probably some of you have chronic pain you know that you're working with with um Betsy to get help on and so as I as I'm sharing about this I want to kind of make sure this is relevant to all of you listening um so As I mentioned, when I started out with my business, really working with women in motherhood, again, the topic was motherhood. But what I really found is that where women, where my clients would struggle is by so often taking care of everything else around them, everyone else around them. Mm-hmm. And not attending to their needs in part because they didn't even know what they were.
0: Yes, yes. And my everyone listening probably resonates to that in some degree, to some degree. Yes. Even being women, but like if you found yes. way to my podcast, one of the hallmark signs of chronic pain, I don't know if you knew this, is that sense of devotion, wanting mm-hmm. other people to feel good before mm-hmm. you can feel good, really mm-hmm. feeling like you can't really rest.
1: Mhm. Those are which is, states. <laughs> yes, which is why I think so often, you know, um and I keep speaking to women because that's so the population that I work with. Yeah. But um but women in it, navigating motherhood often have, you know, chronic pain and chronic illness and it's not just because oh it's a stressful thing to have, you know, kids. It's not that. It's it's how we're navigating it, right? And this yes. this is not yes. to bring a judgment. It's not like, oh, well, yes. you know, because it's hard. It is. It's a lot. Right. And we're all figuring it out and we're all doing the things that we think are in our best interest and everyone's best interest. And we just don't know what we don't know. Right. Along the way. Yeah.
0: Really taught to serve and to give and often be at our own expense. Yes. Yes. And so this kind of basic information on, you know, how to yeah, to manage your emotions, to label your mm-hmm. emotions, to have mm-hmm. some self connection. Mm-hmm. That is such a foundation to be successful with motherhood, with business, with coaching, yeah. with everything. absolutely everything from an empty cup. But so many people, I mean, like you said, we're well-meaning, and it's not like a character flaw at all.
1: But no. for
0: me, like personally, I from the minute my children were born and I was also a working mom I already felt like I wasn't a good mom in some way so I was starting from this scarcity and starting from this you know when I was well meaning but I was putting so much pressure on myself so I yeah. felt like I was being chased by a tiger
1: Yeah yeah
0: and so my cortisol was up and that's when my digestive system had problems and that's what led me to this work
1: but, Yes
0: um it was things that I could change by changing my thoughts, by changing my stress level, by changing my emotions. And because most people around me were like, why don't you take a break? Why don't you slow down? You know, most clients, their husbands are telling them, why don't you relax more? But it's like, we don't even know how at some point, we don't even know what we like to do anymore.
1: Right. I don't, we don't, I I don't, and for me, I at least can say, I don't even know that I knew what that meant. Right. I yeah. don't think, <laughs> I don't think I understood because, um, you know, kind of going back, I, I, and I, I'd love to share kind of these, like, almost like two different phases of my own experience and how it's really helped me to do this work with, you know, with women in their business and, and in their personal life, you know, um, because you know, so back when I was really focusing on directly with clients in their life of motherhood, when I wasn't, you know, working with coaches, um, I was really teaching that piece of helping them to separate themselves as a person from everyone else in their family and their life. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and really attend to, um, their own energy levels, uh and it it feels to me like that was like step one for me in all of this, and it was a big deal, right? So it's kind of like first step is how can I separate me from everyone else, and how can I make sure I'm taking good care of me? Mm-hmm. right?
0: Yes,
1: and so, um, what's that?
0: Oh, sorry, prioritizing that, right? Just like, yes, that yes. put your own oxygen mask on first.
1: Yes. Yeah. And for me it took like probably like many of your clients and like many of us it took me um getting chronic fatigue syndrome to oh. be able to even see that things needed to be changed within me. Because we think, right, if we just if we just are a little more organized and we're a little better at what we're doing. Yes. And if we can just finagle our way into fixing our life, then everything will be fixed. And what we don't realize is that we're trying to fix all these things in our lives to make sure that we can know that we're worthwhile, that we're worthy, that we're okay.
0: Yes. Yes. Cause that is that yeah. survival state of life yes. and it is a safety response. Like I will feel safe once I have yes. all of this validation and these things are checked off my list and everyone I know is happy, yes. until then I can't. Is the other yes. side of the coin, and yes. that is living in a survival state. That means your digestion might be turned off all of the time, like mine was, or yeah, like, or,
1: and like mine was too. Or,
0: yeah, with yeah, mm-hmm. chronic fatigue often it, that is that state of freeze where you're immobilized literally at that nervous system Mm -hmm. level, and it's not a conscious choice and you can't Mm -hmm. just think Mm -hmm. your way out of it and, and strategize your way out of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you're putting that much pressure on yourself, your nervous system just reacts more.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know you had chronic fatigue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, fast forward a little bit and, uh, I was able to heal from chronic fatigue. I was able to attend to some things within me. Um, and, um, so then we'll like fast forward to kind of phase two, which is a lot of the work I do now as I was building my business. Um, I kind of, I had a bit of a breakdown Mm. and the the reason this came about and i'll share this especially this is especially applicable to any of your clients who do a lot of thought work a -hmm. lot of belief work a lot of cognitive work to make our life better yeah and um and i think there is a tremendous amount of value in changing the way we view the world in looking at our belief system in really being aware of our thoughts. It's so powerful. That changed my life for the better. And I know it's changed, I mean, thousands of people that I've known and worked with. Yeah. And and I know for me personally that... I was using those cognitive tools and thought works and belief. And those of you listening, if this is kind of like, I, I'm sure that your audience is somewhat versed in this, but I don't want any of you to feel like lost as I'm talking about this. Yeah, thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll keep yeah. it, you know, kind of reined yeah, in. Yeah. But essentially I'll give you just a simple example. So let's say that um, I, I have a relationship in my life and maybe that relationship isn't working for me at a personal level. Maybe I have some needs in that relationship that are not being met. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes one way that we try to remedy this, and this is what I'm referring to as like thought work or looking at how we're viewing the situation is, yes, the way I'm thinking about this situation will can change it for the positive, change it for the negative. It will impact it, right? However, where we get into trouble is if I start using what we would call positive thinking or something along those lines to say, it's okay that this person doesn't return my call. I'm okay. I can validate me. And and while these can be positive things to think and helpful in some ways, yeah. what happened, and you'll have to just like bring this in if if it's getting, you know, Two out there or whatever in this concept, but, but what we sometimes do is we can start to try to think positively. And by so doing, Hmm. we are really railroading over things that are important to us, emotional needs that we have, and sometimes trying to railroad over even our nervous system in certain instances. Yes. Yeah.
0: We can try to, work our way out of things. Yes. And that can actually be more dysregulating to our nervous system. But we yes. But then we're just thinking, well, then I just need to change my thoughts more. Like, why can't I just change these thoughts? Or part of me even knows that. And then it's like my body reacts differently.
1: Yes. Yeah. That <laughs> dissonance between, okay, my brain sees this, but my body's here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So and, and, and the other part of that is like, when we're talking about emotions, like it's, it's kind of like that fawn response when you're, mm-hmm. just, um, you know, I'll just be happy about whatever the circumstances are. And so anger can get repressed. And mm-hmm. a lot of times in this work, people have, you know, repressed some anger and they haven't stood mm-hmm. up for their boundaries. And, and so it doesn't mean that you can just have positive thoughts and be a pushover all the time. Like part of this right. work is having all the range of emotions and having healthy anger when it's appropriate, which prompts you to set boundaries or to, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Like validate yes. your needs. So. Or a... change
1: some circumstances in your life yes. that aren't working for you that you don't want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A
0: lot of chronic pain actually has mm-hmm. to do with feeling trapped.
1: Yes, it, yes.
0: It's, it's really yes. strange, but like many times when the this, this circumstance changes, you know, people's chronic pain resolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that another thing I want to say going right along with what you were saying about a fawn response, and this piece is something I learned from you, Betsy. I don't remember if this was in my the interview for my podcast or when you were teaching in my community. But talking about that the flight response often looks like that achieving and doing. Yes. And yes. so that's the, that's the direction I go with it. So it's like if I had these situations in my life that I didn't like, I would think, okay, like I just need to like change the way I think about this and I just need to do more. And so then I go into over-functioning. I'm yes. really in, in flight mode in that sense, yes. which is not healthy. Right.
0: It's like the tiger chasing you all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I had this really crazy experience where I really had, uh, I, I, it was like a complete breakdown. It was like everything. And it was like breakdown one was the chronic fatigue. Okay. That was it. And then I kind of healed from that. and And then this other was really reaching this point in my life that thankfully really forced me to see that i never in my life had learned to really attend to my own emotions and and understand them mm. and and for me um and i i know everyone we all have such different experiences of of childhood right and what happens mm-hmm. and for me i was raised by a a single mom who was truly i mean extremely unavailable because she was trying to provide for us amazing mom very dedicated would do anything to make sure we were cared for very kind and yet if someone isn't there if a child is by themselves then there is no opportunity for that child to have their needs and emotions attended to So I know this is my personal experience, but I think everyone here or many people can relate at some level. And so so fast forward a little bit and making this relevant to your audience, at this point in time, I really had to dive into doing deep work around making space and time where what self-care meant to me is it didn't mean just taking a break or connecting with friends or getting a pedicure or those fun things, but it really meant like paying attention to how I felt, thinking about who I was, what mattered to me and what I needed. And I, and just that deep dive into that has really resulted in me doing this work with other women. Because what I found is I am not even close to alone in this. Mm -hmm. And women across the board, we overgive, we think of everyone else. We're caretakers, we're people pleasers. And and my and what i see is that when i work with my coaches with my clients in their business in their personal life and as they're helping other people when we can really care about the human that is you mm-hmm. it is a magical internal experience that truly makes your your experience of life and your well-being so much better So this is like my, this this is my soapbox. Okay. This is my soapbox. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love how, when we first got on together, like we follow each other's work and, but then we're like, well, how exactly are we going to frame this so that it relates and everything you said, I'm like, okay, first of all, you had chronic fatigue and, and healed Mm -hmm. from that and, and did this really coming to the same place that everyone Mm -hmm. comes to when they start my work too. You know, mm-hmm. your women are coming from a little different angle, but the work really is the same.
1: Yes, it's,
0: you know, really getting in touch with what is going on with your physiology, with your emotions, with your thoughts, yeah. and starting to prioritize yourself and and tune into yeah. yourself and mm-hmm. and prioritize your emotions and your emotional well being.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And knowing first what that means because. It's so vague, right? What does that even mean? It sounds like nice on an Instagram post, but what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, right. And so, you know, like in the work that I do when I'm working with coaches and helping, like equipping them to be more capable as coaches to help women in their personal life and in their families, this is the work we do. I help my clients know themselves, connect with themselves, draw those, put those boundaries up, you know, stop the cycle of overgiving. And the same thing with, with female business owners that I work with building businesses, right? Because it's just like a, a new way, a new space where we can think that we have to overgive. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so interesting is that I think that in the in the business space, I find that women, there's something in us that we think we kind of need to hustle more overwork more, overgive more. And at the same time, right, like side by side with that belief is also this idea that we won't have much money to show for it. It's like a really sad combination for us to have exist. Oh, right. We we,
0: just have so many like embedded beliefs, just subconscious beliefs that, I mean, they've done studies of people that you know, they, if they're holding like a, an iced coffee, they perceive someone as more threatening. If they're holding a warm Mm -hmm. coffee, they perceive them as warmer, you know, like so crazy, right? We just have, yeah. Our brain takes all these shortcuts and, Mm -hmm. and we, there's kind of this idea that we need to perform in this very masculine way of just like hustle and, and actions, but what you're teaching and, and it sounds like, and the way that I phrase it is like getting into that emotional alignment first, you know, getting to that, regulating your emotions or slash nervous Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. and then taking action from there. And you Mm -hmm. actually can take a lot less action and it's so much Mm -hmm. more effective. Mm -hmm. Is that what you find too?
1: Oh yeah. And I, I think what's interesting as you were talking, um, I was thinking about how, how challenging it can be sometimes for us to wrap our head around this idea that maybe everything isn't about just looking at something from a logical place. Like almost like, I know this isn't exactly what you're saying, but I think this is an important thing and, and it's like, it's like right there connected to it.
0: Yeah.
1: I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine this week about this interesting phenomenon where um when we we kind of have this idea that going to our emotions to make a decision is a bad idea
0: yeah. right? right and and what
1: you want to do is you want to be very logical and right. you want to use your you know your prefrontal cortex and your cognitive ability to make decisions and yet in truth when we can first go to our like connect with ourselves. And I know like Betsy, you can see me, right? This I always do this. I put my hand right on my chest. I close my eyes. That's how I kind of shut my brain down for a minute. Right. And I just like, or shut my head down. Right. And I go and it's like, what do I need? And it is amazing how, when we can change that pattern of trying to immediately go to our head to instead how can i connect right with my body with myself here that yeah. not only does that immediately have that you know ability to calm the nervous system
0: yes but
1: it also really i think just allows us to connect with this inner knowing yeah. and then right then it's like we can have that clarity and then we can we can yeah. use the logical to complement it but i think yes. even just that one shift can be huge but it doesn't come naturally necessarily to everyone. Because
0: right. we're trained to go into flight and to just, you know, our brain goes onto that hamster wheel and we have those spinning thoughts and we look at everything and we overthink it and right. the energy behind that you can just feel. It's like this frenetic energy versus taking that moment to actually yes. calm the nervous system. I mean, the science behind that actually is that the place you use your prefrontal cortex the most is mm-hmm. not in a survival state. It's in the calm state, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. safe state of the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So, so actually connecting, you know, you could say that inner wisdom. That's what mm-hmm. I believe. I believe, you know, mm-hmm. even your inner being, your guidance system. But even if you just think that's where you access your prefrontal cortex the most, yeah.
1: that's yes. what
0: we want. We don't want to come right. this like shut down place coming from fear or this, Oh, what is everyone going to think coming from fear? Right, like what are yep. all the experts saying versus like, how do I feel about it? What what lights yes. up in my body when I have that thought, or does yeah. it tighten? Does it expand? Right, you know? like yeah. those kind of questions.
1: Yeah, it, it's really it's so fun to see the crossover. And I know, um, you know, like when you've come and taught classes to my business, like my coaches in the business program. And in the, um, you know, the coaching mastery and advanced coaching, it's like, um, I, I mean, just the work that you do, I think everyone needs to know it. Mm. Everyone needs to know it. If everyone understood the nervous system better, can you imagine how different everyone would be and the world would be?
0: I mean, Mm -hmm. I think of where I was five years ago and I Mm -hmm. found thought work and that was life-changing. And then I did more of a deep dive of emotions. Mm I, studied with Bev, Erin, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Like, she's one of your colleagues and similar, mm-hmm. but like really deep diving into emotions. And mm-hmm. then the nervous system, I found that around the same time, mm-hmm. and it just gives you more vocabulary. It yeah. gives you more compassion, I think, for yourself because you understand yourself as this, you know, there's this primitive part to you that mm-hmm. you can shame and you can try to, mm-hmm. like, you know, get rid of, or you can work with it and befriend it. Yeah, and use it as like actually greater wisdom for you.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's so true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Wow. Well, um, Amazing. I don't know if there's any other, <laughs> we might just like end it. I know with-
1: it's like a lot to digest, right? Yeah. I guess yeah. just like wherever, <laughs> wherever your listeners are on, you know, thought work, cognitive work, emotion work, you know, chronic pain, whatever it is. I think if everyone just, if every one of us more often could put our hands, you know, to our heart or any place that feels comforting Mm -hmm. and just like ask ourselves what we need, Mm -hmm. that is like, I think it's step one to huge changes for us.
0: Oh, that is just, I love that tip so much because it's, you always have your hands and your Mm -hmm. body with you. Mm -hmm. You can do it anywhere. Just taking Mm -hmm. that moment, it's becoming present, not letting Mm -hmm. the mind spin out and just be in survival Mm -hmm. states, but like, just like, okay, I'm here. And the more Mm -hmm. you do it, don't you find that that just becomes easier and easier to access that information?
1: Yes. And, And I think also it communicates like, hey, you're worth paying attention to. Yes. You know, it yes. just communicates like, hey, you're I care about you. You're worth yes. paying attention to, you're worth being attended to. Yeah. And that's a pretty powerful message to send yourself regularly.
0: It really, really is. Because yeah. of us are not very connected with our bodies. Mm-hmm. Just like I was thinking, you know, with child development when you start to give them options and they get to choose things and Mm -hmm. you're essentially saying like you matter, your opinions matter. Yeah. that Same development with our, our bodies and our connection with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So even if you're starting with just like, okay, I've never really started this, just starting with that open mind and you Mm -hmm. know, yeah. Doing it more and more. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that tip. Self-connection. Um, Thank you so much, Molly, for sharing that, that everything went just in such a different direction than I thought. I had no idea there was, I knew there was a lot in common, but I had no idea how much. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.